morning, everyone. Good morning, Robin. I am uh, starting the show with um, the coronavirus has been on my mind because uh, I have a friend who had to go to Australia. It was like a medical family emergency kind of thing. You know, personal reason, but my friend had to go to Australia. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, you're nuts. Don't go to Australia because with COVID, I mean, you have a lot of opportunities with traveling that you're going to get it. So in any case, he's he's going to go to Australia. He books a plane ticket. He says, once you get on a plane and you're going to Australia, first of all, you got to get permission to go to Australia because oh. the, the point of me telling you this story is that it is possible to get rid of COVID and at least damn not, at least dampen it to the point that we could get on with our lives. This is a a little, uh, not a long spiel, but a spiel on government working. I don't know who runs Australia, but God bless them. I wish they'd come here. So what they've done in that country is, so you decide to go to Australia. You get permission. She did this. He gets on a plane and uh, they go, you know, you go and you're masked up. I mean, you're suited up. It's like you're going into, you know, to Mars. You're like wearing a whole get up on the plane and the plane rides like 20 something hours yeah but i went you, to australia this year you are on the plane forever yes but now you are really watched you're masked I, it's crazy there's a real lockdown even on the plane you get off the plane and you're now escorted to a hotel when i say escorted there's someone assigned to you from the government that um sends you to a hotel that the government chooses for you and uh, they put you in a, you know, it's a decent hotel. It's a hotel. For two weeks, you go to a room. You're not allowed to leave. Your meals are brought to you. All three meals every single day for two weeks are brought to you. Your temperature checked, of course, when you get into the country. You're checked for, um, um, uh, for COVID when you come into the country. So now you're quarantined. The quarantine begins. While this person was at the hotel where they put this person, there was a fire alarm that went off. The person I know went out of their room because they wanted to get out of the building. There is a, an official standing there and said, it is a false alarm. Stay in your room. Wow. Um, it, it is safe to stay in the hotel. They blocked him from leaving the room. Now um, uh, he's still in the middle of his two-week quarantine, hasn't seen anyone. And once he passes quarantine, then he's allowed into the country. What is the net result of all of this? I think as of uh, when I spoke to him, there were nine cases of COVID in the entire country. Out of the nine, all nine of them were brought in by foreigners. Mm-hmm. So they've essentially dampened. They've completely, not that coronavirus isn't around, but they're so on it as a country that they now have a situation that's controllable. They've gotten back to a pretty normal life. Yes, there's restrictions. Yes, you have to wear your mask. Yes, you have to. But you you have a feeling of safety that doesn't exist here. And control and control that somebody's in charge. That's right. So who's the shithole country now? You know? We So (laughs) in the past seven days, I'll give you a... There were 126 new cases of COVID in all of Australia. Seven days, 126 new cases. I forget the number I saw on the news. This is what prompted me to say this. 
I was watching the news. It, it's there's thousands upon thousands in our country of new cases, like fifty six. Yeah, we're getting. Two- uh, you know, we're making records again. Yeah, and uh, you know, this whole thing is ignoring science, ignoring masks, ignoring a government that's telling us what to do, ignoring Dr. Fauci. This guy, Dr. Fauci, God bless him. I don't know how he's staying in the game. I mean, he is just insulted all the time. The administration, I mean, this is a man of science. The humiliation, I mean, uh, here's his humiliation. Today, instead of attacking the virus, the president is going after the leading authority on infectious diseases, Dr. Anthony Fauci, calling him and other experts idiots. Well, in that same call, the president attacked Dr. Anthony Fauci called him a disaster. But Fauci's a disaster. I mean, this guy's, if I listened to him, we'd have 500,000 deaths. The president launched a late-night attack on his integrity. Dr. Fauci has misled the American public on many issues, went one retweet. And he is a wonderful guy. I like him. He just happens to have a very bad arm. I mean, it's insanity. I like him. I don't like him. Uh, He's an idiot. We would have 500,000 deaths. This guy who went to medical school and has been yeah. running these kind of organizations all his life doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. According to the New York Times, there were 59,000 cases in the U.S. on Sunday, October 25th. Compare that to Australia. I mean, it's crazy. And what is that? The U.S. just hit the highest seven-day average of cases since the pandemic began. How is that acceptable? How is this a government? What the I just fuck are we read, doing? You know, I wasn't even, I didn't even know you were going to start the show this way, but I was just reading some things and they said the most vulnerable economies yes. in the world are the United States, Brazil, and something else. One of the strongest, Australia, because they've yeah. got, and all of this is related to COVID. You're vulnerable, your economy is vulnerable because you haven't gotten COVID under control. And then I saw Trump speaking. He's literally using the fact that Biden will listen to scientists as a reason not to vote for Biden. He actually got up and said, oh, he's going to listen to all these scientists and close down the country. Oh, my God. And by the way, Australia isn't closed down. There's just leadership and then people feel patriotic when they wear a mask. But this Dr. Fauci, he must. It got us thinking uh, to be humorous and not to be all serious. We made a phony phone call to a mistress. We, we pretended to be Dr. Fauci. Uh, because we just thought that the the discussion was just how much humiliation. The only way that Fauci could stay in the game is because he loves humiliation. Yeah. uh, yeah. Hey there. Hey there. For a wild and sexy mistress, press one now. Hello, you've reached Mistress Viper. Hi, it's Dr. Anthony Fauci. But please call me Tony. Yeah, Dr. Tony, what do you want? I have to tell you, it's been a very hard year for me. You know, I, I used to love my job but the people i work for are making it very difficult if you were a man you wouldn't have this problem why don't you be a fucking man well i'm actually beginning to like being humiliated you're a useless four-eyed fuck oh yeah would you get your medical degree community college you are so good I really feel like I'm back at work. And even though I have countless medical degrees and am legendary for my work with the AIDS virus, call me a fraud. You're nothing but a fraud. You have zero credibility as a doctor. You make me sick. I want to throw up on you. I really feel like I'm testifying before Congress. Thank you, my mistress. fucking disgusting slime weasel nerd fucking calcular carrying 
freak. Oh my god, I'm getting hard. Pretend you're the president. And fuck me in the ass. Fuck me in the ass like he does every day in the media. Bend over, Dr. Tony. To take you a lesson, I'm gonna fuck you up the ass. Oh yes, do it. Fuck I'm me. I'm gonna do it right now. Oh yeah. I'll fuck your ass. Oh my god, my hole is so loose and really so ready. Okay, Dr. Tony. You uh, take this, Dr. Tony. Fuck oh, me. Here fuck you go. my entire career. Take my big presidential cock. Oh god, rip my hole, Mr. President. You're a useless four-eyed fuck. Yes. Fuck me like you do on national television. I'm never gonna have you at Mar-a-Lago. No, I'll never be that cool. I'm gonna knock the glasses off your face. I'm gonna fuck I'll you do so it. hard. Oh, oh. oh, harder. Take it, Luther. Take oh, it, fuck nerd. Me. Fuck me. Take it. I really feel I'm about to come. Do it now, you fucking loser. I'm close. Do it. Oh my god. Do it, you loser. I'm coming. Shoot your pathetic load. I'm coming, mistress. Shoot I'm it. Coming. Shoot that I'm fucking coming, nerd load, yo. loser. Ooh. I bet you liked that, didn't you, idiot? Oh my god. <laughs> Look, um, I gotta go get berated at a task force meeting. We'll talk soon. Who cares? Do it. And don't forget to wash your hands. I'm not washing my hands. Fuck you. Very good, my mistress. Take care. Loser. Shoot your pathetic shoot your pathetic load, Dr. Fauci. That's my favorite line in that little oh, You know vignette. what? I was thinking that they should forget Alec Baldwin. Get her to play the president on Saturday yes. Night Live. She was wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> what an impression. <laughs> yes. Dr. Fauci getting more humiliation. Let's go to Josh. Good morning, Josh. Josh is uh, calling from Pennsylvania. Hey, Howard. Hi. Thank you for taking my call, brother. I yeah. love your show, Robin. You're Thank beautiful. You. <laughs> I, I wanted to let you know that uh, this virus is real and it's here and it's killing a lot of people from my own experience. I'm, so I'm a little nervous, Howard. I, I was me too. Me too. COVID I'm getting nervous. With- <laughs> We're all nervous, man. I was infected with COVID back in late April. Oh. And uh, I, I quarantined. I stayed home in quarantine for almost three weeks. I spent a lot of time in agony, having trouble breathing. Uh, I just want to let you know, like, once this virus gets in your lungs, it pretty much incapacitates you, and it takes over your body. Uh, there were days when I, I couldn't even walk to the bathroom. I was mm-hmm. nauseous. I had shortness of breath, and I felt like I was I, I was on my couch, and I felt like I was having a heart attack every time I moved. Uh, but what I did, though, Howard, is I listened to your show religiously for three weeks, and it got and it got me through this horrible experience. Uh, there was a day when the virus was so bad, I really thought I wasn't going to make it. And uh, one of your old shows had a Wendy on there, and she made a mess in her diaper. And I said to myself, (laughs) I can't go today, man. I'll never hear your show again. I need to fight this as hard as I can. Yes, um, there's a phenomenon in this country of people whose lives have been saved just by this show. Uh, We're very excited about it. In fact, uh, I am now, um, I am now, uh, I don't have to pay taxes anymore. This show has been declared a religion. uh, It's just healing people. So uh, what you're saying, Josh, is not unusual. You owe your life to Wendy shitting her pants. And uh, a lot of people are excited about that. <laughs> a right, lot of Josh. people suffer uh, right. because Wendy shits her pants, but some people are saved. Isn't that lovely? People yeah. are saved. Oh, you know, you talk. Thank you, Josh. 
you talk about religion and COVID and, uh, you know, I, you know, I should probably play this for you. I got a couple of examples of this. You guys will love this. These preachers and the coronavirus. When I say preachers, I'm talking about these assholes on TV. I, you know, I guess I'm not surprised by the stupidity in this country because I've always been fascinated. Robin, you know, as long as you've known me, I met Robin in Washington in the eighties. Um, I've always woken up early on Sunday mornings to watch preachers. I've, yeah. I have a real fascination with them, with the Pat Robertsons, the, the, the guys who ask you for money, the guys who basically are panhandlers, but they do it in suits and they're on TV and they do it in the name of religion and they do it in the name of talking to God. And they're all fucking con men. Of course, as you know, uh, there was a guy, amazing Randy, he just died. I uh, hate to say it. I mean, I love this guy. I had him on the show years ago. Amazing Randy. Uh, I think he died over the weekend or right before the weekend. Uh, this guy, I loved him. He was a great magician. And somewhere along the line, he got good and fed up in the same way that Houdini did. And he said, I don't mind magicians. I love magicians. He says, I made my living being a magician. What I do hate are people who claim to have psychic powers and they're using a magic trick. And I particularly hate particularly hate psychics people who say they can read minds people who say that they can contact your loved ones in the beyond all this bullshit amazing randy went and uh, attacked these people and exposed them and and for years he offered a million dollars a million dollars to anyone who could prove him wrong who could prove that they had psychic abilities uh, this is uh, Anderson Cooper years ago interviewing the amazing Randy on this topic. So-called psychics w- will say, well, look, the, even though something can't be scientifically proven doesn't mean that, that it, it's not real or doesn't exist. Do you oh, hold out true. the possibility that someone could have psychic powers? Well, we've been offering at the James Randi Educational Foundation a $1 million prize now for many, many years. And Sylvia Brown agreed on international television that she would take the challenge. Then she announced immediately that she didn't know how to reach me. A psychic didn't know how to reach me? She can't use the telephone book? And then she said, after we told her how she could reach me so she wasn't inconvenienced, of course, she then said that I'm not a godly man, so she wouldn't have anything to do with me. Now, wouldn't she want to take that million dollars, which she could earn inside of 50 minutes or so? We figured that's how long it would take to do a definitive test. You know, we have so many marks in this country, so many shitheads, that it is really profitable to be, if you've got the gift of gab, to actually take advantage of people and become a preacher. You know, this whole uh, thing where they don't even bother to learn Latin anymore to have a special language. They just go, hum They speak in tongues, you know. I mean, the whole the whole thing. And they, and they do it with God. a straight face. They're not making jokes. <laughs> That's and now we're seven part. months into this quarantine, maybe eight. I've lost track. A lot of the world is getting back to normal, hopefully, but... Uh, uh, a lot of the world can't get back to normal because no one will listen to science, you know. But a lot of the world, like Australia, is listening to science and they're getting back to normal. And we are stuck here in the United States with assholes. And too many people are willing to take the word of these preachers when it comes to coronavirus. Now, now listen to this stat. According to one poll, 55% of Americans who believe in God feel that God will somewhat 
protect them from being infected with coronavirus. What just that means? Somewhat? Just somewhat. <laughs> Why does he only go somewhat? Why not go all the way and protect us? Wow. Yeah. But a lot of preachers encourage this kind of thinking instead of advocating social distancing or wearing masks. I'll play you this. This is preacher Andrew Womack. He said his logic is he can't imagine Jesus would wear a mask. He doesn't understand any of this. Now, why do these guys? What is their what? What is their how um, could anyone agenda? listen to that? Well, oh, their agenda this. is money. I don't know that they have a constitutional right to require you to wear a face mask and stuff like this. I can see the the practicality of it. Well, you know, we're supposed to see ourselves in Christ and let this mind be in us, which was in Christ. And I just can't even picture Jesus wearing a mask as he goes around <laughs> and praying for people. It just doesn't compute with me. It, it, it don't, yeah. it don't compute with me. laughing? He's got two, two. bozos. Well, they're on the, they, listen, they're getting, they're getting a paycheck, too. They're on too. the payroll. <laughs> I mean, how could anyone comprehend the uh, Jesus Wearing a mask and doing his thing. I mean, it would it, be hard to picture even Jesus wiping his ass after taking a big shit. So yeah, I don't so think you need to do that either. Why are you using toilet, toilet paper? <laughs> toilet paper. Why are you using toilet paper? <laughs> Jesus wouldn't use it. Uh, this guy's one of my favorites. Uh, this fucking guy, he just yells so much. This is uh, televangelist Kenneth Copeland. He's claimed that. He got rid of COVID-19. Um, at the end of March, Copeland prayed away coronavirus. Here it is. This is a brilliant performance. I execute judgment on you, COVID-19. Oh, I execute judgment on you, oh. Satan, you destroyer. Yeah, take note of the guy in the background doing that gobbly. Go- He's going, oh, Meshagaga. Oh, Meshagaga. Like, at least, like, people used to learn Latin so that you'd be impressed with religious people. Now it's just, oh, Meshagaga. It's like baby talk. I execute judgment on you, COVID-19. Oh, I execute judgment on you, oh. Satan, you destroyer, you killer, you get out, you break your power, you get off this nation. I demand judgment on you. I demand, I demand, I demand a vaccination to come immediately. Yes. You will destroy through COVID-19. No more. No more. No more. It. No more. Is finished. Finished. <laughs> it is over. And the United States of America is healed and well again. You need that guy so behind you. It's gone, right? <laughs> yeah. You need, uh, well, that's, you know, that's a whole other point. <laughs> but uh, that's the hype man behind them, you know. Oh, good sugar. Oh, hug <laughs> yes, it's over. It's over. <laughs> uh, it's like Ed McMahon. Here's another oh, great tip. First of all, yes. What what is all that yelling and screaming like? To me, if you have religion in you, you're kind of calmed by it. You feel empowered. You don't have to yell and scream. What is what is the yelling and screaming? How does anybody take it? 
Haven't you heard that viruses are afraid of loud noises? <laughs> Maybe. At the beginning of April, he blew cor- coronavirus away. This is what this is a great this is a great piece of theater. He blew it away. Win! Win! Almighty! Almighty! Strong! Strong! South wind! South wind! Heat! Heat! Burn this thing! Burn this thing. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Satan, you bow your knees. Satan, you bow your knees. You fall on your face. You fall on your face. COVID-19. COVID-19. I blow the wind of God. The wind of God. On you. On you. You are destroyed forever. You are you destroyed, destroyed forever. And you will never be back. And you will never, never be back. If everyone on this show would just repeat everything I said, then <laughs> it would sound more important. But uh, but the irony is the best thing to do in a pandemic is to yell in a group in a church in a closed <laughs> building with no windows open. So it's perfect. I mean, yeah, that's, and if you, you have, know, that is where they first learned. <laughs> That things like yelling and singing spread COVID better. Yeah. Because and, choirs were getting wiped out. And the guy's a hideous looking human being, too. You know, you, some of this you understand because they usually can get a fairly nice looking preacher to get up there where these hillbilly women go wild for him. This guy, I don't know. I don't even think there's a sexual aspect of this guy. He's got a big giant <laughs> bobblehead. You know what I mean? It's like, he looks worse than me. And that's pretty hard to do. But and then after he blew away the coronavirus, then he started taking um, credit a couple a couple of weeks later. This guy started taking credit because a heat wave made coronavirus go away. Mind you, coronavirus hasn't gone anywhere, but, right. but he he What's just he gets on. Now? <laughs> he's saying he prayed for it. He got the heat and the heat is getting rid of coronavirus. He's very proud of himself. And, I, and people donate money. This came as such a shock to yeah. me. Yeah. When the Lord said, pray for heat the way you pray for rain. Exactly. Yeah, that's what you said. You uh, said, yeah. Tell, the Lord spoke to me and said, tell the people to pray for heat like you pray for rain. And then we began to pray over it that night. And wind, and hot, heat and humidity kill this virus. I mean, it can't take it. That's right. It, it just goes away. Well, let me read a couple of these things yeah. because it, it's hitting the news right now. Um, this, and there were, there were people said, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Okay, go ahead. It's, it's happening. Here, this Southern California will continue to bake <laughs> in a summer-like heat wave through the weekend. There is the potential for a dozen record highs, including Sacramento, Los Angeles, Sacramento, Sacramento. (laughs) Exactly. Praise. So here we are. I think we should just rejoice and glorify the Lord right now. God, thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. This thing is over. It's over. Glory to God. It's It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. In Jesus' name. Our. Our, our Boom shakalaka. <laughs> By the way, this asshole caused the California fires, probably. But anyway, you know, here's the logic. I mean, the president's out there making fun of Fauci, a man of science. Uh, men of science just saved the president's life by giving him a cocktail. And when he was at Walter Reed 
hospital. Uh, the scientists saved him, but 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 he's out there humiliating Fauci. But he ain't, I want a president that humiliates this asshole. He got rid of Corona. First of all, when did you get rid of coronavirus? And there was a heat wave that he's taking credit for. I mean, this is all nonsense. This is what. Well, I, I will really will applaud him because he does say he prays for rain. Yeah, now, well, when that... people are found dancing and praising, you know, whatever God in the forest for their rain, we call them stupid. And he would call them stupid. But he prays for rain. Yeah, keep praying away the virus. It's going to work <laughs> any day now. Any day now. And there haven't been any droughts in such a long time. Right. Because <laughs> he's been praying for rain. By the way, one of the good things to come out of this guy is uh, people are having fun with him. He's uh, they're, they're putting his voice to heavy metal music. There's a metal <laughs> version of this guy Copeland's video made by, uh, it's called WTF Bra on YouTube. And here, here's what they came up with. I demand, I demand, I demand a vaccination to come immediately. Kind of catchy, you got to admit. Yes, Sean, I good morning. I love that he was first calling for the heat, and then he started calling for a vaccine. Right. We, we, he's all, all over the place. All makes sense, yeah. yeah. It all makes sense. Here's what makes sense. Send him money. That's what he knows. Whatever, whatever he's up to needs a lot of dough. All that praying needs money. Yes, Sean, you're on the air. Um, good morning, Howard and Robin. I, I want to sincerely thank you for being so proactive on this virus. Um, my husband and I um, caught the virus, and my husband had to be transported um, to the hospital in, in Minneapolis um, with the virus. Um, but together we decided he needed to be put on a ventilator, and, and he was on there for seven days. And um, over for almost a month now, he's been in the hospital, and um, by the grace of up above, he, he is actually possibly coming home either today or tomorrow. And I, I sincerely thank you. I thank you for your radio station. I thank you for you and Robin. And um, I just I'd like to, to say something. You thank you. And I want to say, Yes, thank you, Jesus, for Sean's husband coming home. Shakalaka, lakaka, lakaka, boom, shakalaka. And now here's JD to pray for your husband. Mekaleka hi, mekahiney ho. There you go, or whatever. I, I, I do appreciate I do appreciate all of you at the Howard Stern show and and so um, thank you. Let me say something I controversial. Say uh, let's say uh, not the guy above. Let's say the doctors save your husband, but, uh, but, but or you know. and the doctors. You know what? The doctors and nurses they they've talked to me four times a day and um, kept me kept me updated and um, yeah. It's, right. it's, well, uh, we're going to thank the doctors well, and the you. Lord above. Thank you. Yes. Thank and you. thank and have Robin and I have healed him. Uh, they kept the radio on next to his bed the whole time. So praise Stern, praise Quivers, uh, for sure. Um, 
Well, as long as I'm I'm I'm, I'm playing clips of uh, I I could listen to clips of these preacher guys all the time because I still well, can't they believe are they're fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe this is how you can make a living. I, because how do you find that many suckers to support all these different uh, religious organizations? The, don't you um, notice there's a church almost on every corner? Most of us know to what what is to blame for the spread of the coronavirus is the lackadaisical attitude to, uh, people have toward masks, this disdain they have for science. Uh, but preachers always blame it on sin. This is a televangelist, Irvin Baxter. Irvin Baxter, blaming COVID-19 on premarital sex. It's all your fault. 5% of new brides in America now are virgins. That means 95% have already committed fornication. Now, God says no fornicator, no adulterer, nor effeminate, nor abuser of themselves with mankind, nor extortioner, nor drunkard. None of these shall inherit the kingdom of God. If we think we can just ignore God and live a sinful lifestyle, well, we cannot do it. And God may be using this as a wake-up call. This coronavirus may be a privilege because I'll tell you right now, there's a much bigger judgment coming. It's in the Bible. Yeah, so your problems began when, and and notice the stats. They have stats on what percentage of women have premarital sex, not guys. Yeah, nothing about men, yeah. No, no, it's these these whole women, the whores, <laughs> they're causing this problem with their sexy outfits and titty dresses and uh, giving it up so easily. What is so a we, man to do? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you can't help yourself. <laughs> but preachers know, and the other great thing about preaching is they never say they don't know. They know. They know about everything. It's fantastic. Yeah, and they always have a reason you're getting crapped on. You right. sinned. Yeah. And it's always a man. Stormy Daniels is a whore, but Trump is just a guy who went astray. You understand? Oh, he just, he's, he, he's from God. Right. Yeah, God they don't, sent Trump as a leader. Stormy Daniels is bad, but Trump is good. And, you know, there's all this wacky, convoluted logic, like Stormy Daniels is a bad person. She's not a bad person. I mean, I don't even know what kind of person she is, but she's no different than anyone else. She seemed but, to wind up in the same room, yeah. the president. If she's such a bad person, how'd she get there? But the preachers know everything. They, the part of the shtick is you don't you act like you know everything, and they're like psychics because what do they tell you? They talk directly to God. How do you argue with someone who talks directly to God? You can't. Uh, Pat Robertson's the best at this. He talks directly to God, and he knows. Uh, well, if you want to know how the election is going to turn out, if it's driving you crazy, Pat Robertson knows already. So. He does? Yes, here it is. And uh, the next thing is the election that's coming up in just a few weeks, at which time, according to what I believe the Lord told me, the president is going to be reelected. I'm, not, I'm, I'm saying by all means, get out and vote, to, vote for whoever you want to vote for. But by all means, let your voice be heard. But it's going to lead to civil unrest of a great proportion. Then a war against Israel and so forth and so on. Yeah, in other words, the president so is going to win. And so forth and so on. That war will just sort yeah. of, and so forth and so on. It's just a big war. <laughs> <laughs> you know. um, the president will win. But in case God was lying to me, there'll be a president. The, the other president will cause a war and there'll be civil unrest. <laughs> we already have civil unrest and war. Uh, so he ran for president once himself. What happened there? Well, God didn't want it. 
<laughs> God wants him out kind of preaching. But it's great. It's great to talk to God, and it's great to tell people you talk to God. But what's even better is when they start sending you money for it. Uh, but he already knows. Somehow God mentioned that, uh, you know, here's the outcome. And this is what amazing Randy fought against. And, of course, uh, these preachers want Trump to win because um, w- w- why not vote for a guy who, who is anti-science? So don't wear a mask. That's right. They, that's, that's what they want. They want you to be stupid. I put together a quick game for you. You'll like this. I know you like games. Okay. I'm going to call it the Pat Robertson blame game. Fred, give me a little music. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Howard Stern. I'm your host. And it's time for the Pat Robertson Blaine game. Let's say hi to our contestant, Robin Quivers, because we don't have anybody else here. Hi, Pat. No. Hi, Howard. I'm Howard. You're, you're playing the Pat Robertson game for big money. Pat oh, Robertson. It's I'm playing the Pat Robertson game, but you're Howard. Okay. That's right, Robin. All you have to do is play the Blaine game and win big. Pat Robertson always knows exactly who or what to blame for horrible events. We all know okay. that. Now, I'm going to list some terrible events, and you guess what Pat Robertson blamed it on. Okay. It's easy. Will you give me yes. some choices? Absolutely. Multiple choice is the most fun. In school, at least you felt like you had a chance. I have a chance. <laughs> you have a chance. That's right. Time to play the Pat Robertson blame game, and here's question one. This is only a practice question. The Las Vegas massacre in 2017, that's where 58 people, you know, got shot up. Countless others were maimed. Senseless, horrible tragedy. Who did Pat Robertson blame the Las Vegas massacre on in 2017, where 58 people were killed? Did he blame it on gender-neutral pronouns? B, disrespecting Trump and the national anthem. C, allowing gay people to adopt children. Wow. Yes. That's a tough one, Howard. <laughs> um. I thought that gender-neutral pronouns was a lock until you said gay adoption. This is a very tough question, Robin. A matter of fact, you know, we love Pat Robertson uh, so much on this show. I know he didn't blame the shooter. <laughs> That's one thing for sure. Um, I'm going to say... No, Pat Robertson never blames the shooter. In fact, Pat said more than five years after Trump wins, an asteroid will hit Earth and bring an end to the planet, possibly. So this man makes a lot of claims, but you've got to know which one he made for the massacre. All right, so... Lots of excuses. Or I'm Gender- going with gender-neutral pronouns. All right, let's find out the answer. Pat Robertson, Las Vegas Massacre. He blamed it on... Shock and horror out of Las Vegas. Why is it happening? You know, there is profound disrespect of our president all across this nation. There's disrespect now for our national anthem. Oh my God! You got Are that you wrong, me? Robin. It's not an easy, not an easy game. You said uh, I said gender-neutral gen- neutral pronoun. Neutral pronoun. No, disrespecting President Trump and the national anthem. That's why all those people died. Is God an American? I didn't know uh, that. Well, 
All right, let's see how you can do. That was a practice All question. Right. Doesn't well, matter. that's right. you know, no points there. In 2008, the stock market crashed. Pat Robertson blamed it on A, abortion, B, people protesting the Iraq war, C, transgender rights. What does a religious man like Pat Robertson, who speaks to God daily, say the stock market crash was caused by abortion, people protesting the Iraq war, transgender rights? Wow. Yes. These are all good choices. Put on your religious thinking cap. I don't have one. Mm. I don't think religion and thinking go together. Well, then put on one of those Jew hats, a yarmulke. I'm going to say, what was it, transgender? Transgender rights. Transgender rights. I'm going to lock you in on transgender rights. Stock market crash. 2008, Robin says, let's blame it on transgender rights. Uh, the judgment of God might be lifted from us, but it's coming, ladies and gentlemen. We just have a little taste of it in terms of the financial system. We have been complicit in terminating the lives of 50 million precious unborn children. Robin, it was abortion. Did I'm you so made sorry. A choice of abortion. <laughs> I did. You ignored it. You got to think like Pat Robertson. What are you okay. going to get the most money for? Jeez, I'm really happy that I can't think like Pat Robertson. Don't for, don't right. forget, Pat Robertson always has a hand in your pocket and is trying to get that cash out of there. That's how he survives. He doesn't actually produce anything. Is you know what? The stakes are high. Are you going to send the money to Pat Robertson if I lose? A mom wrote Pat Robertson a letter asking about her child's stomach aches. Pat knew exactly what was causing them. Did Pat (laughs) Robertson blame the young child's stomach aches on food poisoning, demon possession, or her son being possibly gay? Food poisoning, demon possession. You had to throw that monkey wrench in there. (laughs) Yes, or her son possibly being gay. I was originally going to go with demon possession. That sounds like a good choice. You know, um, your child has a stomachache. Most people go to the doctor, but <laughs> Pat says you don't even need that. Uh, he knows what's causing that stomachache. Food poisoning, and demon possession. He's ready to diagnose right away without right. even he, seeing the child. I told you the key to getting money on TV is acting like you know <laughs> what God wants and what he says. Robin, give us a choice. All right. I think I'm going to... See, I've been wrong every time when I've gone with the gay or transgender thing. So this time I'm sticking with demon possession. Sounds like a good one. Lock her in on B, demon possession. Dear Pat Robertson, my child has a stomach ache. What the hell is causing it? Uh, he could be attacked by demons and he might be... Uh, oppressed or possessed by demons. I don't know anything about you. I don't know his faith. I don't know his, but it sounds like that child has there's something in the influence and uh, you need to get somebody with you who understands the spiritual dimension and doing uh, spiritual warfare. There you go. That wow. is beautiful. Where do you find that person? <laughs> oh, there's plenty of them out there. Pat can turn you on to a whole network of psychic friends. Get those demons out of you. Well, Robin, now you're thinking like Pat Robertson. Now you're on I the board. I got on you the got, board. Thank you. Yeah, you got one right.
You were looking bad, but now you're looking good. <laughs> yes. In fact, it'll help you. Let me remind you that according to USA Today, Pat said in 1976, the world would end in 1982. Uh-huh. In his, yeah, because that always, that always amps up the money. In his, oh, 19, yeah. in his 1990 book, The New Millennium, Pat said the world would be destroyed on April 29th, 2007. So part of the key to making lots of money on TV is just telling people their world is going to end. And somehow and that never kind of, going back to your predictions. <laughs> never go back to what you said in the past. Uh, assholes like me remind you when uh, I ruin it for him, you know. <laughs> All right, let's see. You're enjoying this game, but so let's get right back to it. This is fun, Robin. You're on the board. What about the earthquake in Haiti? Did Pat Robinson blame it on Haitians making a pact with the devil, porn addiction, Democrats winning control of the Senate? Terrible earthquake in Haiti. Lots of people died. Lots of people were hurt. But what caused it? Give me those three choices again. uh, Haitians making a pact with the devil, porn addiction, or Democrats winning control of the Senate. Uh, Jeez, how does his mind work? I really don't know. Or Gary's first pitch. I'll give you another choice. (laughs) Gary's first pitch was due to demon possession, I think. That's right. Um... How many times have I had a stomach ache and my mother would immediately take me to an exorcist? Can't tell you how many times. Always worked like a charm. All right, what caused that the Haiti earthquake? I had no idea I was possessed. Right. (laughs) Um, I can't believe he would say Democrats taking over what? The Senate or the House? Senate. The Senate. Oof. That is a big deal, though. (laughs) Right. And, um,. What Porn addiction. Again? Porn, Porn addiction, addiction and Haitians making a pact with the devil. I'm going with Haitians making a pact with the devil. And guess what? You're right. Something ah. happened a long time ago in Haiti, and uh, people might not want to talk about it. They got together and swore a pact to the devil. They said, we will serve you if you'll get us free from the French. Hmm. True story. There it is. True story. Yeah, that's what did it. That's why they're <laughs> suffering now. You can't make a pact with the devil. This was a uh, terrible deal they made, yeah. Yeah, that's some deal. What did they get? <laughs> that, what good stuff did they get? Uh, all right, one last question because you're on a roll here. You got two, all right? That, two to me, that's a row. Yeah. That's right. Let's see. All right, this will be a bonus question. You get this right, then you're the champion of televangelist <laughs> Pat Robertson game. Uh, a missionary asked Pat, if she had to worry about catching AIDS if she went to Kenya. What did Pat Robertson warn she could catch AIDS from in Kenya? Towels, toilet seats, touching Kenyan currency. What, according to the know-it-all, Pat Robertson causes AIDS in Kenya? Towels, toilet seats, or Kenyan currency, Robin? There's no all of the above? (laughs) Probably it is all of the above. Now, put your bullshit artist cap on and see if you can figure this out. Towels? Yeah, you got to think like a bullshit artist. Currency. Right. By the way, if you win this game, if you get this one right, you get a ticket to heaven. You will be going to heaven. (laughs) I just heard from God. He told me that. Towels, toilet seats, touching Kenyan currency. Choose one. Pat Robinson says, I'm going with the these tried and true yes. toilet seat. Toilet seat. Let's see if you're right. 
you might get AIDS in Kenya. If people have AIDS, you got to be careful. I mean, the towels can have AIDS. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> towels with AIDS. Very, very, oh, wow. very. The towels could have AIDS. You must, you must be careful out there. There's <laughs> terrible, terrible AIDS in Kenya, and you could get it from a towel, and it would be horrible. You know, so many people write me and say, why? Why was Tom Hanks the movie actor? Why was he one of the first people to get this so-called uh, China Wuhan virus? Why was that, Pat? Well, okay, if you remember, he was on a TV show early on in his career. Do you happen to recall the name of that show? I think well, it was called Bosom Buddies. That's right. And what did... Tom Hanks, the so-called big Hollywood star, do on that show, but dressed like a woman, yeah. like a transgender. And uh, he, if you remember, was a very big, hot woman. And he was? God, God was furious with Tom Hanks for dressing like this and influencing so many of our children to become transgendered i'm sure if you looked it up you would see that bruce jenner uh, watched bosom buddies he was a very was a big, big fan, fan. <laughs> that's right and uh, uh god punished him with coronavirus and uh that's a long stretch to go before yeah. you deal out punishment and mr hanks if you remember had long luscious shaved legs and very big teddies and, and wore uh, makeup, yes. And wore makeup and had a very convincing look, uh, you know, I must say. <laughs> Did he fool but you? <laughs> he fooled me on several occasions. <laughs> Tuned in. But uh, And then, of course, uh, Philadelphia, the movie, was the icing on the cake. Oh, yes. It was a gay movie. So Mr. Hanks has a long lineage of... Uh, of gay. He kept doing it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, God punished Tom Hanks by putting him on an island with nothing but a volleyball to talk to. <laughs> I saw a documentary on this just a few years ago after a plane crash. The man suffered greatly. Uh, how to but take did out his he own learn teeth. his lesson? <laughs> well, uh, let's hope so for his sake. We pray for him. Goon shakalaka, goon shakalaka. Goon shakalaka. <laughs> exactly. But uh, all of his movies, a splash with the demonic mermaid and Toy Story. I mean, this idea that toys speak to young children. Toys those speak to children. Those had to be possessed, right? Well, that's those not real. toys were demon-possessed. Uh-huh. And that's what is so disheartening about these films of Tom Hanks, the movie star. I even remember one where... Uh didn't they throw a woman in a volcano? They had to find a virgin? That's correct. And now you're thinking like an uh, like <laughs> A1 bullshit artist. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, it's a, you know, it's pretty easy to figure out what's going on. I what's guess. I, I couldn't with, uh, do it, but you're a genius at it. Well, God speaks to me. And, uh, Forrest Gump was 
more or less a child predator. <laughs> if you really look at it, I mean, you know, uh, even this so-called coronavirus, uh, if you scramble the letters in corona, there's um, an A, an N, a U, an S, coronavirus, and that spells anus, and that is what's getting us into a heap of trouble. Figure it out. Coronavirus spells Where's the anus. U? <laughs> V-I-R-U-S. Oh, virus. <laughs> yeah, that's right, coronavirus. Please, God told me this. It's very, very disheartening. <laughs> but in the name of Jesus, we will survive as long as this ministry can continue. And thanks to the good people who listen to it, they send me uh, donations for their own salvation. This isn't for me. This is to save the world. But uh, we must live in the image of Christ. And I do it was not very picture funny to me, Pat, that when you said God told you God spoke to me just an hour ago. He, he spoke to me and he it, said, Does he have a very low voice because you said I think he told me. <laughs> well, sometimes he mumbles like that JD. He does. He does. <laughs> And je- and I can tell you, Jesus was the most brave man. He would not have worn a mask. He would not have, I mean, he would not even wear a bicycle helmet. Uh, I know this. Um, when Jesus He was would wear little, a bicycle helmet. <laughs> he would not wear his bicycle helmet. There was a law, of course, to wear bicycle helmets, and Jesus never wore one. I mean, uh, he would never, ever ride one of those gay scooters either. I mean... <laughs> These children today are becoming more and more feminine by it's driving. The it's the scooter. It's a gay scooter. <laughs> Jesus did not want to look like a loser. And when you wear a mask, you look like a loser. And you work like a loser in a bicycle helmet. And everyone praised Jesus. Oh, shakalaka. Oh, shakalaka. Oh, Oh, uh, Mecca like a high, Mecca hiney ho, or whatever. That's correct, young man. That is correct. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Jesus was, um, Jesus never wore a cup when he played football. He was a real <laughs> man. But, uh, they, they'll tell you, wear a mask, stay inside, go ahead, be my guest. But, you know, those are homosexuals talking to you about masks. The mask, Halloween is homosexual. Uh, well, mask wearing goes back. <laughs> mask wearing goes back to these gays, and uh, I'm just telling it like it is. And uh, well, uh, these gays are going to tell us stop wearing masks. Baby, next thing they'll tell us is start eating each other's feces. <laughs> and that's where all this trouble started in the first place with the uh, gays and feces and. Uh, but. Uh, Look, they say that it's science, too. You know, they say when you get this virus, you, you lose your sense of smell. And taste, too, yeah. And taste. And if you ask me, it's looking more and more like this coronavirus was cooked up in a laboratory by homosexuals. I don't know what other <laughs> conclusion you would come to. You lose the sense of smell, and that's when you start getting tricked into what? Anal sex, sex? anal anal gay sex, yes. Oh, my goodness. 
Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, uh, and then the next thing you know, you're having sex and you stink. Or, <laughs> and then it's like M&M's and you can't stop. Oh, my. So that's, Have you that's, tried it? What do you know about this? I know what about you know? it from, from ex-homosexuals who we've cured in our uh, camps that we run every summer for young gay children. Two couple of minutes with me, and they're straight as can be. <laughs> but uh, sure, we killed many of these young men. I remember a young gay man came to us, so we threw him in a volcano. Boy, the other ones <laughs> got straight real fast. <laughs> this young man, he said to me, uh, Reverend Pat, I don't feel so gay right now. And that was a beautiful moment, sure. But, uh, He's look, married he's now and has married has seventeen children, children <laughs> many many children. He's very straight. Uh, look, you know, uh, let us pray. Lord bless Robin's beautiful chest. That's not gay at all. G cups. Keep those safe from coronavirus. In Jesus' name. And keep that homosexual virus away from all of my followers. And off of my private jet and indoor skydiving room. Don't want it. Cast it out. I'm a humble servant of Jesus. Now, and you got that Corona beer, and people get confused with the coronavirus. It's very confusing. Does that have anything? Do they have anything to do with each other? Corona beer and coronavirus? Yes. I mean, really? What, what? do you think? <laughs> Who do you trust? Who can you trust? Me or these doctors who follow a gay agenda? <laughs> There you go. But why would you continue doing it? He's like, he almost the can't stand up straight. I know. And well, he's listen. still doing it. When you get the taste of that money, you can't <laughs> believe that asshole send you envelopes full of money. So it's, it's an addiction. It's impossible. Uh, I, I, I respect Pat Robertson. He's like, you know what? I don't care if I'm 3,000 years old. As long as idiots are willing to fucking put money in an envelope and send it to me, I'm not giving, that, I'm not giving up that gravy train. I'm going to the grave <laughs> with that money. You know, because sometimes I'll yeah. just tune into the 700 Club just to 